0: Hello and welcome! You are listening to Desperate Acts of Capitalism, a podcast about money, marketing, and how it all goes wrong. Join us on our magical journey through a wonderland of burning money. My name is Evan Swope. And I'm C.T. Kelly. Last time on our podcast... (laughs) Thank you, Evan. White claw in hand, let's go. Alright, so last time on this podcast, after... Evan so rudely interrupted <laughs> okay. by I'm opening his white closet. Bad. Go in the bad podcast boy box. <laughs> it's just the fridge. Whole Foods was in trouble. Mm-hmm. In 2004, Whole Foods had its 58,000 square foot flagship store in the basement of the Time Warner Center in Manhattan. Whole Foods, which already operated a 40,000-square-foot store in Chelsea, opened its flagship 58,000-square-foot store in the basement of the Time Warner Center on opening day. The line stretched out the door. 2006. Wall Street and foodies grow disillusioned. From an article for the NYT Mag by Miriam Burros. They came together in what seemed like a perfect marriage. Earnest former hippies and Whole Foods the clean, well-lighted version of the old natural food store. The chain stores were filled with organic foods and socially responsible ingredients. They were decorated with pastoral scenes of the local farms who sold them. Signage explained why local and organic are better for the environment. The food may have been more expensive, but for many shoppers it was worth it, since opening its first store in Austin, Texas in 1980. Whole Foods has grown from a small business to a mega chain, with 193 stores, capping its rise last week with a deal to acquire the 110 stores of its largest rival, Wild Oats. The newer stores are getting bigger 60,000 to 80,000 square foot supermarkets. They have an extensive prepared food offering, along with in store restaurants, spas, concierge shopping services, gelato stands, chocolate fountains, and pizza counters. Wow. Have you ever been to a Whole Foods with a spa? No. Yeah. Have, what about a chocolate fountain? No.
1: The like, other things I think, but the chocolate
0: fountain, that a chocolate fountain—that sounds a lot better. Right. I'd like. I wonder. I wonder how long it would take you to get banned if you just went up and kept sticking your hand in the chocolate. But fountain. But like, what
1: is the chocolate like?
0: Is that to like dispense food or as like decoration? I think it's like fondue. It's got to be fondue. There's no way that anybody has like a will like a decorative chocolate fountain. Yeah, but, like, how,
1: do you, how does that work? you, like, you buy something and dip it in the chocolate fountain and then I think check so, out?
0: but I, I like the idea that, like, there's probably an attendant or something, right? To yeah. discourage you from not sticking your hand yeah. or, like, dunking your whole ass head into the chocolate fountain. Honestly,
1: even if it got you thrown out of the Whole Foods, that would be worth it? Yeah!
0: In my opinion. Unless the chocolate is, like, scalding hot. Well, yeah. In that case, it definitely would not be worth it. <laughs> I don't know. But it'd be, what if you... What if you just put inappropriate things in the chocolate fountain? Like you put cu- like a whole cucumber into it and then just like ate it like a sausage. The attendant would be none too pleased. <laughs> That's not what we do here at Whole Foods. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't stop you, but I can waggle my finger at you disapprovingly. <laughs> Maybe some spa time will relax you. Just like a chocolate fountain is just, is, sounds almost satirically lavish. It really does. It sounds like some Hunger Games bullshit. Yeah, exactly. While many shoppers find the new stores exhilarating places to shop. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Every neuron is firing. I'm at least I'm at, at least a quarter chub right now. Is that a chocolate fountain?
1: Reminds me of the Key and Peel Continental Breakfast sketch. I haven't seen that. Okay, I don't want to spoil it for you. All right, all right.
0: (laughs) If you know, you know. All right, all right. I'll trust you on that. In angry posting on blogs, they charge that the store is not living up to its core values, in particular, protecting the environment and supporting organic local agriculture and local farmers. In interviews, some of the customers who describe themselves as committed to these values say they have become disillusioned and taken their business elsewhere. Wow. Harsh words. A damning action. Yeah. Quote, they're at such a level, you expect the best from them, and if you don't live up to it, people notice, said Todd Hale, a senior vice president of consumer and shopper insights for Nielsen, the market research company. Quote, being first gives you a competitive advantage, but it also means somebody is going to follow you and catch up with you, Bill Bishop. President of Willard Bishop Consulting, a retail food consulting firm, said that Whole Foods has drifted towards the middle, which has made the store more popular with a broader range of people. Many of today's Whole Foods shoppers are more interested in prepared foods than whether the eggs are organic. But that carries a downside. Quote, The folks truly devoted to organic and natural can't get them in Whole Foods and have to go somewhere else, he said. There is a segment of shoppers, he added, who have moved ahead of Whole Foods. They think it is important to have a smaller carbon footprint and to want to help small farmers. He said that John Mackey, the chief executive and co-founder of Whole Foods, quote, is lagging behind his leading shoppers. And this is from the chief marketing firm for Whole Foods. Right. Wall Street has also become a bit disillusioned. Uh And the stock has dropped nearly 40% in the last year. Whole Foods faces competition from chains like Trader Joe's, Wegman's, Safeway, and Kroger, stores which have successfully copied many of its, strategic, its strategies, organic and natural products, expanded prepared foods, and alternative service. They suck your dick. Those stores have ample opportunity to capture the Whole Foods shopper. Mr. Hale of Nielsen said shoppers make many trips to other stores because they tend to see Whole Foods as a special occasion trip. Pack up the camper van, kids, we're going to Whole Foods! Yay! Yay! Can we play in the chocolate fountain? Go ahead. <sighs> it burns! Some former fans complain that Whole Foods is paying less attention to quality and ignoring local produce. So, Ding! Guys, <laughs> you're ignoring the thing that made you famous
1: in the first place. Hi, I'm a local farmer, and I would like to sell my wares here. Get
0: the fuck out! What the fuck do you think you're doing in here, you cretin? You're tracking in dirt. <sighs> it's the fucking JCPenney thing again. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the peasants. So, we have this market niche, right? What if we, like... Left the market niche. (laughs) What if we treated the
1: market niche as, like, dirty, dirty hobos?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, what if we treated them like little filthy peasant boys? (laughs) Yeah. Last year, the author Michael Pallon called Mr. Mackey hypocritical in his book The Omnivore's Dilemma. (laughs)
1: Do I eat meat or vegetables? Meat or vegetables? Uh, How about both?
0: For marketing organic and sustainable values, while buying most of the produce from agribusiness giants like Earthbound Farm and Cal Organic. Cal Organic? Cal Organic. Oh. Sorry. So, it, all the shit that Mackie was saying about, like, organic, homegrown... It's like, he's buying from agribusiness companies. It's all a fucking lie. Yeah.
1: Agribusiness companies that sound like evil corporations. Right. movie.
0: Officials of Whole Foods declined to comment for this article.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But the company is apparently trying to respond to complaints from shoppers. Articulated by Mr. Polan in an exchange of letters with Mr. Polan, Mackey said that he agreed with him, at least in part. Quote Whole Foods needs to do a better job of helping local growers sell directly to our stores without going through our distribution center, he wrote, and said that he was making it a priority. Uh huh. Whole Foods needs to do a better job of helping local growers sell directly to our stores without going through our distribution center. Uh, Mr. Mackey, who's in charge of that yeah. It's like, Mr. President and co founder Mackey, I wonder if somebody has the power to make that a priority, you dipshit. <laughs> Fuck you. Signs have gone up in the company's markets, extolling the values of locally grown produce. Foragers have been hired to seek out local farmers. I don't why do they call them foragers? foragers. Like like truffle pigs, <laughs> truffle hogs. <laughs> like bloodhounds. We've hired our finest truffle hogs to find local growers. Just, we're we're right here <laughs> releasing them in the streets of Santa Ana yeah. like <laughs> they
1: immediately get run over by cars.
0: <laughs> the gore people. Yeah. The company has offered ten million a year in low interest loans to help small farmers produce more and standalone stores will open their parking lots to farmers markets on Sundays. It's kind of fun if they would do that, but I don't think they've done that. Yeah. There's a Whole Foods down the street from here, and I've I come here a lot, like at least to this area. You ever seen a fucking farmer's market going on? Yeah. hell?
1: I mean, there's a lot of good local farmer's markets. I don't think Whole Foods needs to, like, welcome the peasants into their parking lot. Right.
0: You can stay in the parking lot. Right. I
1: don't think Whole Foods would want to do that, because then, like...
0: Keep the drawbridge closed. Do not let the rabble inside the walls of our fortress. (laughs) Mr. Mackey also drew Mr. Pallon's attention to the company's standards for animal compassion that have made the availability of pasture for animals a requirement, he said, one of the core values. Uh Uh-huh but a recent attempt by Whole Foods to buy directly from ranchers suggests that, when it comes to doing business with individual farms, the company is still finding its way. Okay. Only a small amount of the organic pasture-raised beef sold by Whole Foods is American. The rest comes from abroad. In 2006, in an effort to establish sources for more locally raised meat, Mr. Mackey hired Andrew Gunther as what he called an Animal compassion field buyer. <laughs> he is not <laughs> He is not a pig in a hat. Yeah. We have not put a pig in a large business suit and said that he is our what the fuck was it? Our animal compassion field buyer He's called that because he's an animal, because he's actually a pig in a suit, Evan.
1: I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
0: you're right. <laughs> I have no retort here, yeah. so I will go along with it.: I shall not rebut your honor. Mr. Gunther met with a group of ranchers in Omaha in October. Angela Jackson-Pridey, a grass-fed cattle expert in Vermilion, South Dakota... (laughs) Is
1: she a cattle expert that's (laughs) grass-fed? She's a cattle expert who also happens
0: to be fed a diet of grass. (laughs) I eat only grass. (laughs) (laughs) Who took notes of a grass-fed cattle expert in Vermilion, South Dakota who took notes at the meeting, said he told them that the individual Whole Foods stores would buy sides of beef or smaller sections directly from producers. But ranchers said that other executives in the company told them in January that Whole Foods would buy only certain parts of the animals, leaving the ranchers to market the rest for themselves. Mr. Gunther did not return calls seeking comment. Alan Williams, chief operating officer of Tallgrass Beef Company in Kansas, which has been trying to sell Whole Foods its beef, said the company backed way off what Gunther said. Within Whole Foods, there is monumental internal struggle to decide how they are going to do business in the protein sector. God.
1: Like, it's almost like this is a giant PR move to show that they are reaching out to local farmers, but then not actually using them.
0: Hmm, I, you know, dollars to donuts, Evan, that the the internal struggle is with the people trying to prop up that shareholder price and the people who actually care about organic homegrown <laughs> food. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, it's a fundamental disconnect between the people that are like, yes, everything should be, you know, fundamentally homegrown and organic. Yeah. That don't realize that past a certain point, you can't run a business like that. Like, yeah. you literally cannot run a business exactly. like that. You can't scale it. Exactly. Yeah. And the people on the other side that are saying shit like, I don't understand why we can't buy non-organic beef. It's not like these idiot peasant consumers can tell <laughs> the difference. <laughs> right. We have a brand and the brand is the only thing that ever matters, right? Yeah. You can lie to consumers as much as you want. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, uh, shit's not going well for Whole Foods. No, it doesn't seem like it. Whole Foods buys its private label milk from Crop. That's crop with two Ps. From CropUp, a cooperative of organic family farms who receive high marks from Cornucopia Institute, a non-profit agricultural policy research group for a humane treatment of organic cows. So, high fucking marks, my friend. (laughs) Right. You've got high praise from crop. But despite continuing criticism that Horizon Organic gives its cows very little access to pasture, Whole Foods continues to sell Horizon's products. A spokeswoman for Horizon said the company is in compliance with agricultural department standards. What more do you fucking want? That does not mean that it's, like, organic and grass-fed and all Whole Foodsy, my friend. That means you're doing the bare minimum. It means that you are literally doing the bare minimum. Yeah. What the fuck do you want? The FDA said that we could legally sell this product. <laughs> right. Your dreams have come true. We can't legally call it meat, but the FDA said that we can... The FDA said that they cannot stop us from selling it. A spokeswoman for Horizon said the company is in compliance with Agricultural Department standards. When the public learned that farmed salmon has color-added to its feed to make this otherwise grayish fish look like wild salmon, Mm. its much pricier cousin, Whole Foods, said that it would put, quote, color added on labels for farmed salmon. But visits to many Whole Foods stores over the last four years revealed that color added does not always appear on the labels of the farmed salmon. An error probably made at the store level. (laughs) Right. When employees behind the fish counters at several stores were asked if the farmed salmon had color, added that they were... Unable to answer. God. I don't fucking know. I feel like they realized that when they put a big sticker
1: that said color added, they sold worse. Yeah. So they stopped adding the sticker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In tours of eight Whole Foods stores in Washington, D.C. area, and in New York City and suburbs over the last several months, other problems suggested inattention to detail. One-third of Yukon Gold potatoes in one display had turned green. Some sweet potatoes were shriveled. Cherry tomatoes in net bags were wrinkled. Net bags of organic lemons contained several that were past their prime, and packaged apricots uh, were brown. Six containers of one uh, brand of yogurt, available for purchase in the Bethesda, Maryland store on January 21st, were stamped with a use-by date of December 28th. You can't
1: expired yogurt. No, that's definitely something you don't want to mess with. That's how you get
0: fucking cordyceps. Yeah. It's not. But I like the idea of somebody getting a brain-controlling fungus from eating yogurt at a Whole Foods.
1: Just, yeah, don't eat expired yogurt. That's the moral here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if there's anything you take from this entire podcast, <laughs> it's don't eat expired
1: yogurt. Just dairy products in general are gross, in my opinion.
0: So expired... Wait, just all dairy products?
1: Well, I just... I think generally it's just like cow juice... I don't know.
0: Evan, I've seen you eat dairy products. No, I
1: I don't. I, it's just something I've kind of thought about recently. Like, you squeeze this out of a cow.
0: I My metric is eggs. There is nothing that we eat that's weirder than eating, like, unfertilized chicken ovum. Yeah, that's gross, too. It's a mean, chicken, like, it's chicken, period. Don't
1: get me wrong. I don't, I still eat dairy and eggs, but just recently I've started to think, like, that's kind of gross. Yeah. Not that I don't think it tastes delicious. I just thought, like, that's kind of gross.
0: All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna, like, kill you if you don't eat meat. Or dairy, sorry. Who knows, I might have a burst of murderous dairy-based rage tomorrow. And you'll be in the crosshairs, buddy boy. (laughs) On the same day, Elise Klein, who considers herself a devoted Whole food shopper... What a sad way to describe yourself. (laughs) Word out, if you consider yourself a devoted shopper of anything... Reevaluate your life. Exactly.
1: I mean, the the corporation would be very happy to hear someone describe themselves like that. Oh,
0: indeed. Okay. I'm sure that's like that's one of the things they have on like all those uh, fucking questionnaires they hand you of, oh, yeah. About like customer satisfaction. Would you consider yourself a devoted shopper? Yeah. No. Fuck. No one is a devoted shopper of anything, and if they are, they've drank the Kool Aid.
1: Don't describe yourself in corporate marketing language.
0: No. Yeah. (laughs) On the same day that Elise Klein, who considers herself a devoted Whole Food shopper, was returning shredded cheese, yogurt, cereal, and several other items at the store, demanding a refund because all of them were out of date. "Quote: You guys need to modernize yourselves better," he asked. Yeah. The fuck is your problem? In an interview later, Mrs. Klein said that she was still a fan of the chain. Quote, it's gotten a little bit more commercial, she said. I don't mind that it's more expensive, but now I am going to look more carefully. But I still love it here. (laughs) That's the most vapid statement ever. (laughs) Right. I know they they tried to sell me, like, fucking rotten yogurt, but, like, I'm still cool. Like, we're still cool. (laughs) Like, it's a net zero statement. (laughs) Sure, sure they sold me expired milk, but like, what the fuck ever? Like, I'm <sighs> an illusion. Right. <laughs> None of this means anything. Right. It becomes very nihilist all of a <laughs> right. It floats into Buddhism. Right, exactly. <laughs> For some current and former customers, complaints about the price and quality at Whole Foods are a staple of conversation. <laughs> What the
1: fuck does that... Yeah. Like, every time we, boards,
0: we, we check up on Whole Foods. <laughs> Has your opinion of Whole Foods changed in the last week, Evan? Yes. The store often comes up on a mother's blog in an area south of San Francisco, said Karen Coleman, a stay-at-home mother of, t- of two in Mountain View, California. Quote, Produce is no longer consistently good, Mrs. Coleman said. I can no longer count on it because I feel like I pay more but I really expect it to be as good as a farmer's market, but sometimes it's mushy. <laughs> sometimes it's, like, old, and sometimes it's good. I think I use organic as a proxy for a bunch of other things, like, locally grown and fresh, but I'm, like, just beginning to figure out that I really need to go to a farmer's market if I want these things. <laughs> I only really go to Whole Foods when I can't, like, find a product anywhere else. Uh, I like this new character. <laughs> I like how this woman is completely different from the last film, but I gave them the same voice. <laughs> the chain still has more fans than detractors. Lysa Schulman, a student in New York, says that she can find things at the Columbus Circle Whole Foods that she can't get elsewhere. It's one-stop shopping, she says. It's comfortable and appealing to the eyes. I can't say I've ever had anything bad here. Maybe that's because you haven't checked if they've sold you expired milk. <laughs> in 2007, Whole Foods incorporated their largest market, Wild Oats Markets. Wild Oats was founded in 1987 by Michael Gilland and his wife Elizabeth Cook. With the purchase of the Crystal Market Vegetarian Natural Food Stores in Boulder, Colorado, with no experience in the natural foods business, the founders relied on the expertise of their employees and wealth of natural product in Boulder to build Crystal Market into a thriving business. Hmm. So they bought it and had no idea what to do with it and just asked their employees to please, please help them. (laughs) Right. Sounds like a good strategy. In 1991, Wild Oats opened their first supermarket-sized store in Santa Fe, New Mexico, in 1992. Uh, Crystal Market was renamed Wild Oats Vegetarian Market, and in the ensuing years, the company began opening and acquiring other small natural food stores. In 1993 and 1994, Wild Oats was named one of the, quote, 500 fastest-growing private companies in America by Inc. Magazine. In 1996, it became a public company traded on the NASDAQ stock market. The Wild Oats story continued with a period of rapid growth through the Acquisitions and new store development, which peaked in 1999 with the addition of 47 stores in a single year. Wild Oats operated 109 stores in 23 states and British Columbia. Canada, Capers Community Markets, and at the time, it merged with Whole Foods Market in 2007. Of those, the 35 Henry's Farmer's Markets and Sun Harvest stores were acquired by a separate food retailer. Wild Oats' similar mission, vision, and values, along with their knowledgeable and talented team members, made them a welcome and valuable addition to our team. Our family. Our family. In 2008, uh, selling a steak to a private investor. Squeezed by the financial crisis and traditional grocery stores, Whole Foods stock plummeted 76% in one year. Damn. Ding! The movie pass level. Yep. Remember that the biggest stock that... Like, the biggest stock drop that JCPenney saw was only 30%. Yeah, that's crazy. 76% in one year. That's crisis mode. The company sold a 17% stake to green equity investors, an affiliate of Los Angeles-based private equity firm Leonard & Green Partners. 2009, Obamacare and the boycott. Damn Obamacare. Goddamn Obamacare! Mr. Mackey wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal quoting Margaret Thatcher (laughs) (laughs) and arguing that, quote, the last thing our company needs is a massive New healthcare entitlement His company's Liberal-minded customers Responded with a boycott I mean I'm, I'm pro-love But anti-union Yeah Right Buddy, you're just A Silicon Valley Conservative in Crocs <laughs> yeah,
1: Right But it's like Not only that But it's like There's a very clearly Like a disdain For his customers Yeah <laughs> I don't understand how this guy gets to be a chief executive with that attitude constantly.
0: That's why he gets to be a chief executive. It's just because he hates poor people, right? But at least pretend to care about your customers. Like it's like no, he doesn't realize. He thinks that he thinks that the poor like being abused. Right. Like, that is Without exaggeration, how a lot of rich people think. Yeah. Like, they, a lot of rich people see, like, see the poor and middle class as, like, unruly children that would be rich if they weren't such, if they weren't such ungrateful little tots all the time. Right. In 2013, uh, Whole Foods became the first retailer in the United States to label all genetically modified foods. The company's stock peaked at $65.24, which is not bad. In 2015, Wall Street Sours. Wall Street analysts grew increasingly negative as organic food became cheaper and more popular at big supermarket chains because turns out that organic is not a recognized term at all. Mm. And so you can pretty much slap that label on anything.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a big wave of. of- like most grocery stores saying, like, we have organic food now. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember Albertsons and I think Walmart did that too. Well, and it's like... because
0: most food is organic. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, gummy bears are not organic. Yeah. Like, but most, like, pretty much any and all beef that is legal to sell in the US is organic. Right. It and means nothing. It definitely seems like a, a term that has a lot of flexibility. Yes. It's extremely loose. Yeah. "...conventional retailers can get it into their stores more cheaply, and they can be more predatory on pricing." Mark Retzloff, a pioneer of the natural and organic foods retail business, told the Times, "...if one of these stores is just down the street from a Whole Foods, there's a big segment of their customer base that isn't going to shop at the Whole Foods anymore." 2017 Under hedge fund (laughs) duress After the activist hedge fund, uh, Yana Partners, took a stake in Whole Foods and pushed for change, the company overhauled its board in May and began to push to cut costs. Gabrielle Solzberger, a private equity executive who is married to Arthur O. Solzberger Jr., the chairman and publisher of the New York Times, became chairwoman. In an interview with Texas Monthly, published on June 14th, Mr. Mackey criticized activist investors. Quote, It's the idea that business is about a bunch of greedy bastards running around exploiting people, screwing their customers, taking advantage of their employees, dumping their toxic waste in the environment, acting like sociopaths, he said. Not being ironic. Not at all being ironic. You were the one who called your peasants like weird little, like weird little dirty peasant creatures in the yeah. last one for wanting healthcare. Right. You leech. <laughs> Two days later, Amazon agreed to buy Whole Foods for $13.4 billion. And there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon immediately cut prices and started selling Amazon Echo in the, product, in the produce aisle, <laughs> as well as everyday value items online.
1: I remember when they said, I don't know if it ever became a thing, but, like, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get, like, discounts and stuff.
0: I believe they still do that, actually. just a
1: weird thing. It's like, like, I'm a member of Amazon Prime. Like, I don't, I'm not compelled to go to Whole Foods.
0: Exactly. Like, it's just weird. (sighs) And just remember last episode when Mackey was just like, we're never going to cave to big business investors. And it's like, in 2017, Amazon later agreed to buy Whole Foods for $13.4 billion. It's like one of the biggest
1: businesses. (laughs)
0: Right, it's quite possibly the biggest business. Right. By June of 2018, Amazon had fully integrated its Prime membership program into Whole Foods stores. So weird. Supplanting Whole Foods' other membership programs. It came with members-only discounts and an extra 10% off. Whole Foods also rolled out pickup and delivery services through Prime Now. In 2019, Uh, Whole Foods said in February that it would stop opening new 365-format stores, and it will reportedly convert its current 12 locations to be regular Whole Foods stores. What's the difference between the 365 and the Whole Foods? I couldn't really figure that out, which is the thing, but I get the sense that the 365 ones were, like, smaller... They were, like, smaller stores that more acted as, like, hubs for their delivery services. Mm -hmm. Like, how a lot of stores like TJ Maxx or whatever... Yeah Like you can you can go return Amazon products there it's, Oh yeah The 365 stores were like these experimental like fast Amazon stores That were really more meant as like shipping hubs than retail outlets Right Whole Foods hasn't quit testing new store formats however In March of 2019 it opened a small convenience store like Outlet Next to one of its Manhattan, New York stores And called it the Whole Foods Market Daily Shop It emphasizes local vendors and speedy service In April, Whole Foods slashed prices across the store and deepened the discounts available for Prime members, further chipping away at its whole paycheck image. Which no it didn't. Like no. It's still seen as like the expensive yuppie place to, to exactly. shop. Exactly.
1: Maybe their prices are lower, but I everyone still that I know still sees it as this incredibly like prohibitively expensive place. Right. It's
0: like nobody I know can afford to shop at Whole Foods.
1: But maybe they can, but it has that reputation of being like so exorbitantly expensive. Like exactly. they weren't able to wash that away
0: at all. So now that Amazon owns Whole Foods, mm-hmm. how's shit going? Right. I don't know. <laughs> Two years have passed since Amazon announced it was acquiring Whole Foods for $13.7 billion. The news that Amazon was planning on competing in grocery in earnest worried some given its history of disruption in retail. But thus far, it has been entirely unable to dominate the industry. (laughs) Great job, guys. Here's what that means. In-store, Whole Foods' performance hasn't taken off under Amazon, so they're still in dire straits. And online, Amazon's presence roused competitors to action so they could match it. Mm. And remember, grocery retail specifically is one of the deepest, most entrenched American businesses in America. Right. Like, these grocery outlets are giants. It's extremely hard to compete with them. They've been doing this for 200 years.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Whole Foods' in-store revenue has largely stayed, stayed flat following its acquisition, despite changes made by Amazon. And that's even with all the price cuts and stuff. Right. Meaning meaning that when Amazon acquired it, it was already in a nosedive. Right. And so all of the shit that Amazon has been doing to keep things afloat, it's only staying neutral. Right. Wow, after two years. Yeah. Amazon's physical retail segment, which is largely comprised of Whole Foods in-store sales, has posted quarterly revenue between $4.2 billion and $4.6 billion in Whole Foods' Six full quarters with Amazon. The e tailers added perks for Prime members, uh, introduced discounts, installed Amazon lockers, and more. But they haven't propelled in-store sales to new heights. Rather than coming in and dominating online grocery, the threat of Amazon led to competing grocers and taking e-commerce seriously. And becoming stronger competitors online. Mm. So they could see Amazon coming and they're like, oh shit, we gotta beef up our online space. Definitely. Super Fucking smart. Exactly. Yeah, it's super easy to order groceries online now. Right from anything. Yeah, like,
1: like Instacart and like all those like grocery stores partnered with all those apps. Yes. To just make it like li- it's so easy. It's to extremely easy. Delivered now.
0: But it's just the fact that these, the fact that all these grocery businesses saw Amazon entering the market space, and they knew immediately like how that was going to affect the market and how to respond in kind. Like, yeah. These are people that know what they're doing. Exactly. There's none of that Silicon Valley idealism. This is pure business. Right. Acquiring Whole Foods allowed Amazon to bolster its online grocery shopping for both delivery and pickup at stores, making it a more formidable player in the space. But in the months and years after the acquisition announcement, Top grocery players like Walmart, Kroger, Target, and Aldi have invested in their own online grocery capabilities or partnered with third parties like Instacart to compete with Amazon. This has prevented Amazon from using Whole Foods to build a position in online grocery that's comparably dominant to the one it holds in overall U.S. e-commerce. So they've lost their main advantage. Right. The bigger picture. Whole Foods has two characteristics likely to hinder its ability to overtake the grocery industry, which may be why Amazon is opening a new grocery chain. Whole Foods' relatively small footprint and generally high price point will likely be permanent obstacles to Amazon's online grocery efforts. Yeah. With less than 500 uh, U.S. Whole Foods stores, it's difficult for Amazon to reach most consumers and offer quick and convenient fulfillment options. Competitors like Walmart do not have this issue. Considering the Arkansas-based retailer has over 5,000 stores compared to Amazon's 500, and with a reputation for high prices... Some consumers won't or can't shop with Whole Foods. These issues mean that Whole Foods isn't well positioned to becoming a leading grocer nationwide like Amazon is, the leading e tailer in the U.S. Mm. Amazon is planning on operating a new grocery chain as soon as this year that will offer lower prices. And if Amazon can open enough locations or expand its grocery fulfillment network enough, it may be able to dominate grocery after all. It won't be able to purely through Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, but I feel like even if they launch a new one, it's still going to, like, it's, it's an uphill battle always. Right. It's,
0: well, and they didn't, okay, Amazon didn't end up doing that. They had yeah. some test stores up in uh, Washington mm. that went pretty much nowhere. Like, it, right. was, it was a disaster because Amazon owns Whole Foods. Yeah. You're competing with yourself. Right. <laughs> like, that. anytime you try to do shit like that, you are, you're losing. Yeah. Like, you you don't compete with yourself. You have to wait until you have enough money to buy the entire niche, exactly. Which is what, uh, which is what companies like Pepsi does, like all the snack food companies, right? You know, none of these chip brands are competing with each other. They're all owned by the same corporations, exactly. And so, let's look to the future. Okay. From Karen Weiss for the NYT Mag. Online shopping during the coronavirus pandemic drove sales at Amazon far higher, the company said on Thursday, but. Cost to deliver those products and to keep its workers safe is taking a big bite out of the company's profits. Oh no. Oh god no. Amazon reported that it had $75.5 billion in sales in the, la- in the last quarter, up 26% from a year earlier, surpassing analyst expectations. Profit fell 29% to $2.5 billion, Worse than expected. Because it costs more to meet the increased customer demand. So Amazon is hitting scaling issues. Yes, imagine that. Big, big scaling issues. Amazon's chief executive, Jeff Bezos, signaled that profits may continue to fall in the near future. Quote, if you're a share owner in Amazon, you may want to take a seat because we're not thinking small. We're thinking zero, as in negative numbers, as in our company is hemorrhaging money. Typically, the company would expect to make around $4 billion in operating profit in the next quarter, Mr. Bezos said. Instead, he added, We expect to spend the entirety of that $4 billion, and perhaps a bit more, on COVID-related expenses, getting products to customers, and keeping employees safe. Well,
1: that, that means you're losing money.
0: Yeah, you're still losing money, my boy. Right. The company said, Those costs included pay increases, declines in warehouse efficiency because of social distancing, and $300 million for testing its workforce for the virus. Amazon's stock price has reached record highs this year after Mr. Bezos' warning, though, which came after the markets closed. Its shares fell more than 5%. Recent months have been one of the most tumultuous periods in Amazon's history. In March, it became overwhelmed by the surge in orders as millions of Americans heeded public health mandates to stay home. For the holiday season, or its summer Prime Day special, the company spends months planning, but, quote, the COVID crisis allowed no such preparation, Brian uh, Olavsky, the company's finance chief, said in a call with Wall Street analysts. Mm. The number of products that Amazon shipped rose 32% in the last quarter. A year earlier, the increase was only 10. Amazon took the unusual step of suppressing demand, and it has been battling the spread of the virus among its warehouse employees, who have been pressuring the company to provide more leave and safety precautions. On a call with reporters, the company declined to say how many of its workers had tested positive for the virus. God. Amazon's grocery business got a major boost with sales up 8% in its physical stores, which are mostly Whole Foods locations. They had largely been flat for at least a year, while Americans had been slow to adopt online grocery shopping, the pandemic created the shove that may be needed to change behavior, at least temporarily. Mr. Olsovsky says that the company had increased grocery d- delivery capacity more than 60% in the quarter and could still not meet demand. The company has set up a waiting list for new customers. Analysts had expected profits to shrink slightly. Amazon had, ex- had hired more people to work in its warehouses and raised wages $2 an hour, with additional increases for overtime. The company hired about 80,000 warehouse workers in March and about 95,000 more in April. Some of those new hires were filling in for employees who had stayed home because of the pandemic. Also, the mix of what customers are buying has shifted to less profitable types of products. Normally, more than a third of surveyed Amazon customers say that they bought clothing off the site in the previous month, but that fell to 27% in March, according to the investment bank Cohen & Company. Usually, a quarter of shoppers had nearly had recently bought consumable products like toilet paper on Amazon. But in March, that jumped to 33%, the bank said. Mm-hmm. So, okay, COVID's here. People are buying more shit off Amazon. That's what all that means. Yeah. Quote, Nobody likes to sell essentials because that's a lower margin business, said Ron Johnsey, an analyst with the investment bank JMP Securities. Amazon's cloud computing business grew 33% uh, to a... billion dollars in sales, just shy of what analysts expected. There's been demand for streaming products, like gaming, that are built on Amazon's cloud infrastructure, Mr. Olofsky said. But hospitality and travel have contracted very severely. And therein lies the rub. Now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince, and let flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. (laughs) And that is where we leave Whole Foods.
1: God, I still don't want to go to Whole Foods. Ugh. I'd go to any, any other grocery store. Stater Brothers, Trader Joe's, Albertson's, Walmart, Target. I'd go to all those places before I go to Whole Foods. That would be the last on my list I am, ever.
0: I am deeply, deeply comforted in knowing that Whole Foods is suffering because yeah. of this. There's one grocery store that deserves to suffer. It's just.
1: Who goes to Whole Foods? Right. I'm sorry if you go to Whole Foods. It's, it's There's nothing stopping you. But
0: I, it's just like, to, I don't see the appeal. If you go to Whole Foods, like, just go to fucking Albertsons and give me the money you save. Yeah. I deserve it more than you do.
1: Right. Just go to Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is cool. Yeah.
0: Trader Joe's is lovely.
1: Yeah. The people there are so nice. Right. And they're paid well. Yeah. Exactly. And people, I mean, just Whole Foods... Remember the whole thing where Whole Foods was selling asparagus water? Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a the whole thing. They just sold, like, a jar with asparagus and water, and they called it asparagus water. And it was, like, $18 yeah. or something. That's just, like, why? So I'm glad that Whole Foods is not, like, exploding right
0: now. No, it's, like, they're they're suffering. Like yeah. They're, like, if Amazon continues to own Whole Foods, Whole Foods is going to go belly up. Yeah. Like, it, it will not last. Right. I feel like they've, like... There's
1: one that I know of in our general area. Maybe two. I don't know.
0: There's there's basically two in our area. Yeah, and we live in like a very dense yuppie area. Yeah,
1: definitely. So I don't know. Well, <laughs> I just like who's like yeah, I'm gonna go to Whole Foods and I'm proud.
0: Right. Hold oh, on. I... You should be
1: embarrassed by saying yeah. you shop at Whole Foods. Honestly. Exactly. I feel like that was a thing maybe like ten years ago. Like I shop at Whole Foods. I'm right. rich. Maybe 15 years ago.
0: Right, but now it's like being being rich is like shitty and lame now.
1: Yeah, but I feel like even if you are rich, you don't say like, I go to Whole Foods. Right. You know? It's honestly comforting to know that Amazon has destroyed so many companies. Yeah. Like, they weren't able to destroy
0: like Trader
1: Joe's, which is like, brings me some comfort.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's nice to know that like... Even though Amazon has all of these resources, they're this like huge, you know, giant that has this enormous reserve of money to keep its various ventures standing. Yeah. It still makes shitty decisions right. and large parts of it are still hemorrhaging money. Exactly, it's I a, love that. I a like, small comfort in these dark times. Yeah. But <laughs> even Amazon is not above making shitty decisions. Right.
1: I like grocery stores, so it's just annoying that Whole Foods sucks so much. Right, exactly. I enjoy going to grocery stores. I don't know.
0: Normal grocery stores. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. Like, Whole Foods will never sell you those, like, delicious, those delicious, like, weird cookies that have, they're covered in pink frosting. Exactly. You know those? Yes. I fucking love those. Those are the
1: best, like, for any occasion. You will make the entire crowd happy if you have those cookies. Exactly. And they will never sell those at
0: Whole Foods. Exactly.
1: But that's what makes, like, that's food. Like, and go to a grocery store. I want to buy those pink cookies. I want to right. buy, like, just like a box of, like, Kraft mac and cheese.
0: Right. It's made with fucking high fructose corn syrup and it's, like, bathed in, like, formaldehyde and uranium or whatever. But it's delicious. <laughs> exactly. Because it's a treat. It's not supposed to be good for you. Right. Yeah. It's Kraft mac and cheese. It's, you got pasta, you got dusty cheese. It's delicious. Exactly.
1: Sometimes you just eat the cheese sauce and that's fine. That's okay, too.
0: You don't actually do that, do you? If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter at DAOCCast, Instagram at DesperateActsOfCapitalism, and Tumblr at DesperateActsOfCapitalism.Tumblr.com. And remember, next week's episode is up right this moment on our Patreon. Join us there for bonus content, including an entire second podcast, Business Desserts, where Evan and I talk about current business news and whatever we feel like talking about that week. And thank you so much for listening. We love you big things are coming.